It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Security Token Show, folks. We're your hosts. I'm Herwig Konings. This is Kyle Solon, as always. And we're here in sunny Miami, Florida, ready to give you the latest and greatest happening in the tokenization space, aren't we, Kyle? We are. We have yet another amazing episode diving into our top five, and we're covering our main topic, everything from the biggest headlines throughout the year so far. You don't want to miss it. But before we dive into the show today, I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor this week, which is Report. They just extended their Reg A+, which is tokenized. They're taking pieces of artwork, famous art from Warhol to others, and they're putting together amazing collection of artwork, and they're tokenizing it all and making that investment offering available to the masses. They're also doing a webinar, Herwig, with the Success Network of Security Token Advisors. That's going to be on Thursday, August 3rd at 12 p.m. So if you're interested in art, you're interested in tokenization, you got to check it out. Go to their website, freeport.app. Our webinar is only accessible to STA Success Network members and subscribers. Just for $9 a month, you get access to Intelligence Weekly, your newsletter, as well as access to these amazing webinars. Go check it out at securitytokenadvisors.com. And with that, Kyle, I think we're ready to head into the top five. And diving into our top five this week, we're going with number five. This is a consortium of U.S. banks represented by the U.K., Finance Association, in collaboration with Oliver Wyman, are putting pressure on the UK to embrace tokenization. We saw the MICA framework and how they are very innovative towards digital assets, but these banks think they can take it a step further with this report talking about tokenized securities. They specifically cite lower costs, lower risks, and wider adoption. It makes total sense to embrace digital securities and tokenized investment contracts in their frameworks. And these UK banks want to get involved. It's great to see more momentum. See substantial opportunity there, Kyle, saying that the UK is a leading financial center and they can't get left behind in the tokenization space. I think that's a message everybody needs to hear. Number four, folks, to counter exactly that message, we actually have the Montes Group out of the UK that has officially announced a successful tokenization in their cohort with the FCA sandbox. So they do have a sandbox that is trialing tokenization. There are limits, it's not perfect, but they've officially done a successful trial of existing securities with a partnership with Archax and DLA Piper behind a legal instrument, Kyle. MTX tokens are now tokenized on the Hedera blockchain, thanks to Matos Group in the UK. Very cool stuff. And moving into number three, Bain, a $160 billion plus hedge fund and asset manager, sees a future in tokenization. They came out with a report talking specifically about the private asset concentrations within institutions, saying specifically that 
16% of individuals own private assets, but 50% or more want access to these alternatives when a significant majority of those are being represented. I think it was 86% they quoted in the report were owned by institutions. So they see that the limited infrastructure in these asset classes is holding it back and tokenization is the answer. In fact, they think that high admin costs, illiquidity, both the archaic collateralization capabilities and the high minimum investments will all be removed by tokenization. Gotta love it, Bain. But moving on to number two in Japan, we actually have Sumitomo and Sony Bank announcing an official partnership using Securitize to go ahead and actually tokenize some uh, product for their clients. Kyle, I said for their retail clients, this is another sign that Japan continues to be a leader in the space. This is both Sumitomo and Sony Bank did invest in Securitize as well in prior rounds. And of course, they are both massive, massive banks over in Japan. So I can expect a lot of very cool offerings to come to their retail clients as a result of this. And number one, Chile has now created infrastructure for tokenized assets. They transitioned a lot of their banking and settlement for securities infrastructure onto the NASDAQ's CSD platform that has digital asset capabilities. And as we've seen, NASDAQ's been pretty forward-thinking in embracing digital asset settlement, and now they're adding these capabilities into other international jurisdictions. This has a focus, as we said, on digital assets and distributed ledger settlement. So a lot of this stuff is coming to a market near you. They're using NASDAQ's infrastructure technology specifically now to upgrade, taking advantage of their digital asset capabilities. That's a major move, Kyle. And with that, I think we can head over to Peter Gaffney and get the rest of the institutional update. All right, welcome back to the institutional side of the Security Token Show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. Excited to bring everyone our Q2 report in the coming weeks. Plenty of action in terms of M&A activity, product issuances, positive fund flows, service provider updates, and overall landscape solidification. In the meantime, let's take a look at Japan. We have Sony Bank and Sumitomo Mitsui Trust Bank SMTB distributing tokenized loan receivables to clients. Securitize is handling the tech side, while the banking duo will be responsible for investor syndication. Very curious to see what the final demand ends up looking like. The industry is waiting on proven buyer data, and a successful case here will undoubtedly usher new issuers and incentivize other sell-side groups to take a serious look at quality tokenized products needed. Looking over at stablecoin alternatives, we have the Regulated Liability Network, RLN, which consists of dozens of banks and institutions, but largely spearheaded by Tony McLaughlin of City. And RLN actually received successful feedback from the New York Federal Reserve since the pilot launched in November 2022. Nothing concrete like a full initiative just yet, but the Fed did indeed note that the RLN is likely to provide interoperability across the international financial ecosystem alongside SWIFT, probably as a superior alternative to CBDCs at that. So for any commercial banks and settlement clearing organizations, please get familiar with the regulated liability network and deposit token concepts as a whole. That's where the business is shifting. Lastly, we got S&P Global estimating that around a billion and a half dollars worth of digital bonds were issued through Q1 2023. We have Hesta, a $68 billion Australian super fund is shifting its admin outsourcing to Grow Inc., which is an R3 quarter based administrative platform 
Very hot topic as major institutions are navigating the plumbing upgrades that private chains could afford as we talk about. And of course, we have JP Morgan reporting now over $780 billion worth of volume in its blockchain repo initiative, nearing that trillion dollar milestone. When looking at all of these developments collectively rather than individually, the dots are starting to connect and things really begin to align. Tokenization is truly the next technology overlay for the capital markets. Simple as that. And on that note, for those interested in the actual product and trading side of things, let's take a look at what Sam Sachs has in store for you next. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has held steady on the week, settling at $16.6 billion. And what an action-packed week of news we have, and it starts with INX. They announced that it will enable the primary capital raise and issuance of Convertible Concepts Corporation's CCNA token, a digital security that offers U.S. accredited international investors the opportunity to participate in the greener future of automotive, transportation, and logistics. With $15 million already raised, the SEC-regulated security token is available for a $2,000 U.S. dollar minimum investment today. It is the seventh token offering on INX1 in less than a year. And in other news, WorldVest, which is a global investment group, is set to launch Troy Money with a mission to tokenize vaulted gold and other precious metals on the blockchain. This aims to create a series of precious metals-backed digital investment currencies to become part of the future of money. So while the CEO of BlackRock is calling Bitcoin digital gold, WorldVest is actually digitizing gold. And finally, Montice Group, an innovator in the digital securities industry, announced the other day the successful tokenization of UK equities. Utilizing the new Montice tokenizer platform, they minted tokens on the Hedera blockchain, marking a significant milestone in the digital transformation of real-world assets. The process for minting and exchange of the Montice tokens in respect of Montice shares was carried out as a test case using a regulatory compliance tech program within the FCA sandbox. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday. So moving into our main topic, we wanted to take a pause halfway through the year here and talk about some of the amazing moves that are happening in the industry. We have seen institutions and banks from around the world getting involved in this blockchain ecosystem, despite the fact that the economy is not the hottest right now, especially for tech and for certainly crypto as a whole. That has not stopped any of these institutions from capitalizing. What were some of the things that, that you saw that were interesting? It's been a crazy first half of the year. For those of you who have seen Peter Gaffney's Q1 industry report, you might have seen a lot of amazing things, but Q2 is now finished and you'll see that report come out soon. I don't even know where to start, Kyle. I maybe start with the institution. Sure. You may want to highlight some of the specific uh, examples you really fell in love with, but yeah. I just got to tell you, just in the last year, we're saying Goldman, Broadridge, JP Morgan, State Street, Franklin Templeton, the World Bank, IMF, Deutsche, City. I'm missing many, many more. They have all announced tokenization. Some of them public. I want to say that, you know, Broadridge and Onyx, they are leading the way on the repo markets, now doing billions of dollars a day in repo settlements. We got Franklin Templeton announcing over $290 million already invested in their existing on-chain money markets fund, folks. Siemens over in Germany, a Fortune 100 company doing a tokenized bond because they believe it's the future. Goldman Sachs announcing their GSDAP platform so that now people can actually leverage their new digital assets infrastructure. Kyle, I don't even know 
where which one is more exciting? It's crazy. You've got Hamilton Lane taking their $3.7 billion fund and launching a fear process for it. You've got all kinds of debt issuances like you talked about. We, we certainly covered some of them in across all of the show. We've got the European Investment Bank that's done four different tokenized debt instruments on four different platforms trialing out everything that's been going on. You've got Mitsui. It's doing a $1.7 billion real estate tokenization project over dozens of different properties and portfolios that they're bringing to market. Even the Bank of China got involved doing a $28 million issuance alongside Hong Kong or CITD doing another $100 million tokenization themselves. I love the point that you're kind of leaning on the fact that also this is happening all across the globe. We saw Korea enter the scene this year very fast, copying a lot of the playbook that's seen in Japan. That's one of the advantages of being a second mover. Now we've seen some of the biggest banks in Korea already form consortiums and plans to tokenize products. Uh, Singapore, Annex has been doing nothing but listing more offerings. MUFG in Japan, not only investing in companies, but also their ProgMap platform starting to take serious steam over there, also issuing new tokens. And of course, Archax in the UK, Aberdeen, a, a you know, multi-billion, their largest fund, multi-billion dollar fund, irritating a piece of that and tokenizing it with Archax. There's so much happening around the world, Kyle. Absolutely. And then we've seen all kinds of regulatory goods and bads coming out with Castle Placements getting an approval for their ATS. We saw the special purpose broker dealer from Prometheum come out, which was approved. The, uh, you know, Freeport Reggae Plus was a pretty big milestone. Oh, Sonic also entered it onto the scene. Both Sonic came into the scene. We saw Deutsche Bank bring out their DAMA platform. We saw many people in Singapore, like Asia Next, launching their platform with regulatory approval. And there's all kinds of different frameworks that are being launched. The MICA framework that comes out in England. So there have been all kinds. Obviously, Luxembourg has been very focused with their securities official list in terms of providing platforms for all of these things. Bitfinex was able to get licensed in, in, I think, the Asia Minor region. So there's been all kinds of great things happening. But of course, some negatives that, that Coinbase has been all over the news as well as, as Binance. But we also saw some questions around whether Topshot could be a security. And that was something that they felt was Pretty difficult to go through. Gemini and Genesis had some issues at the beginning of the year with respect to rehypothecation. So there's been a lot of questions that have surrounded this entire industry as well. Trex, I think, announced that they're going to leave the country or something like that. And now we just saw recently that even Kroc and uh, their CEO is under investigation. So there's all kinds of things happening regulatory. But I think it's very interesting because we have all of this tokenization activity, something we've been preaching for years that this is the right way to use blockchain. At the same time, we see a crackdown regulatory and a improvement like with MICA yeah. for all of Europe, as well as even around the world, Hong Kong, uh, also modernizing for this very exciting time yeah. to be in this organization space. I think even over in the United States, saw that big announcement from INX and Republic, probably putting some money into them, potentially even acquiring them down the line. That is a very huge alignment of retail platforms on top of the fact that INX is on their seventh listing, I think, this year. Pretty impressive. Baker, they had a huge announcement. Uh, They got a rated product that was tokenized, one of the largest securitizations uh, that Jeffries, Goldman Sachs, there was another major bank that was involved in that. might have been Goldman. 
um, that would that helped out that offering. That is as institutional as it gets, Kyle. So I don't really know where out of all of this that, again, I can say is my number one favorite thing. There is too much to pick from. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see, as you mentioned, you've got, you know, local types of, of companies launching, you've got international entities that are launching. And then you've got players like the SWIFT network that's trialing blockchain different pieces. You've got the World Bank that's getting involved in tokenization. The IMF has launched CBDC explorations with over 30 different countries that are getting involved here. So it's not just local regional companies, it's not international companies, it's global organizations that are embracing and supporting this, which is certainly a far cry from when El Salvador first came out with their legal tender thing. Now they're doing their own securities issuances as well using tokenization. And it seems like a bunch of other countries are getting on board. And you mentioned CBDCs, the uh, Bank of International Settlement, the BIS as well, also very hot on this. Uh, I think we're seeing a lot of attention, stable coins, even deposit tokens, which you can go check out last week's episode if you want a little more information around that. So much is happening right now that I really think actually innovation-wise, despite the crypto markets and challenges that we're facing, I think more has happened now in the last year than we've seen in the last four. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's interesting to see the different blockchains that are being used. We had the T-Row price offering on Avalanche. You've got the Hamilton Lane ones coming from Polygon. Of course, people are familiar with Ethereum and a lot of the, the private test nets from the EIB on that platform and many others. It presumably blockchains, Sir Alvarez has been huge, many new ones. Liquid blockchain, a hash graph heading there a couple times. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of adoption from many different blockchain protocols. And what's also been cool to see is the rise of a lot of these working groups. The Japan Security Token Association, which we're members of, has continued to grow. We've got Digital Asset that's launched their own network with Deloitte and Goldman. We launched the, the Security Token Advisors Success Network with a lot of our different groups and individuals. And there are many others that are coming across the industry that are building working groups for these communities. Gotta love it. We missed so much, but hopefully that gives you a good picture of how much is happening, how fast this is all moving, how exciting is all this half of the year <laughs> going to be. Yeah, I'm excited for Q3 and Q4. Of course, let, let us know. Drop a comment. Tell us what you also think is very exciting or what you think you picked up as one of the biggest things. Many of these initiatives might put people in the running, companies in the running for a company of the year, which is something we're going to get to right now. We're kind of nice, like our companies of the week. So let's get to that. So to kick off our companies of the week segment and wrap up the show, Herwick, I'm just going to lead us off how I went this week. It is Montes Group. They are successfully tokenizing their equity in the FCA sandbox in the UK, which I think this is just a really cool thing I wanted to highlight. The FCA is the financial regulator in the UK. They have built a regulatory sandbox where companies can come in, can trial a bunch of different transactions under the oversight of the government, and everybody can learn together and build progressive rules around what's actually happening. And Montes has tokenized their equity. They're using the Hedera Hashgraph blockchain, and they're working with Archax to bring that to market. We know Archax has the experience. They also have the licenses to do this, but they're working with multi-billion dollar firm Aberdeen on other tokenized, tokenized issuances. And so it's great to see Montes actually getting involved in the established ecosystem and, you know, I think putting their money where their mouth is, launching their own tokenized equity. As we just heard earlier with the UK finance share coming out and acknowledging the fact that this is a huge opportunity and that perhaps the FCA and the UK needs to be a little bit more primed on this. 
Montes is clearly leading the charge there. So I think that's a fantastic choice. How about you, Eric? Who you got? Well, for my company of the week, this may not be the most material thing to happen. Bain is such an innovator, such a leader in finance, already over $160 billion that they manage. So they're certainly someone to take seriously. And they have been the latest major firm to come into the foray and say tokenization is the future. What I like even more, slightly unpopular when you to certain people that I think you talk to, is that they are specifically focused on retail and private markets coming together. They acknowledge that there is a huge demand around this. They actually even identify all the different moves that are happening between the walled gardens and the consortiums and the partnerships. They've got a very comprehensive report that they kind of published on their website that I absolutely recommend to check out and read. Uh, so for that reason, Bain, which I believe many people will pay attention to and further lead to adoption and tokenization, you're my company of the week for making that happen. And with that, I think those are two great choices. Exciting to see both are nominated for the Company of the Year Award at the end of the year. So we'll keep you tuned in because we're only halfway through and we had quite an amazing six months. It's only going to get better. The only way to stay up to date with that is, of course, keep up with us every Monday. That's when the Security Token Show comes out. Of course, STM.co for that real-time data and news about what's trading in the space. And we, of course, we want to hear from you, your comments, your suggestions, your feedback, anything we can do to improve the show. We're here and we're going to try to make that happen for you. So that's why we hope to see you again next week. And with that, happy tokenizing.